You're listening to Hungry Gen Audio Podcast. And so we are praying, we are fasting, we're believing that this will be the best race to deliver that we've seen. And we know that the Lord wants to heal many people. He wants to deliver many people. And we want to be ready for that, for the nations to be coming to Hungry Generation and to come into Pascha this weekend. Amen? Amen. So I ask you, I ask you the first day we're fasting and praying for race to deliver. The second day we're fasting and praying for our contribution to the nation of Guatemala. We want to send, we're sending resources, we're sending, we're going there with about 20 people right after race to deliver and the third day on Wednesday morning we are praying and fasting for our three Easter services and so that's what I want to encourage you with. I shared a story in the first service and I got the name of the person wrong. I said David, it's not David, it's John. John Chow where um, I mentioned, some of you seen on the, new, on the news last year where a young student went to a remote area in India if you can post a photo of him in India, yes. Remote place in India that has not been reached by the power of the gospel of Jesus. He studied for this for so many years and he finally decided to go there. The nation of India does not allow people to come within three miles of this particular island. He paid some people who were on the fishing boat and they took him there and he made the first contact. And I'm going to read to you actually what happened. But the reason why I share this today is my brother actually met him. If you can post the second photo, that's that young man who got martyred for the cause of Christ. And my brother stayed in the same place with him when he was in Washington DC. So this story is true. He met this person and uh, it's a modern day uh, martyr who, who gave his life for the mission. And so I want you to, to hear this. Based on the reports and information that became available after his death, it is now known that John went to Port Blair where he allegedly hired fishermen to take him near this particular place. About one half mile from the island, he left the boat and paddled ashore in his kayak. Last Thursday, November 15, so it was last, last year, a particular boy from this island shot John with an arrow, but it hit his Bible which he was holding to his chest. The tip barely penetrated the Bible but it saved him from the attack. John left the island and returned the next day on November 16th on Friday to make again contact with the people. He took gifts seeking to befriend them. Because of their isolation no outsider actually knows the language of these people. On November 17th on Saturday a fisherman returned to take John back to this place. They reportedly saw John was being shot by arrows but kept on walking forward. He was killed by these people. The tribals placed a rope around his neck and dragged him to the shore where his body was buried. The fishermen returned to the boat and upon their arrival they dispatched the police to try to uh, take the body but the investigators and the police they could not land on the island because I was getting I was they were getting shot down by the tribe people this happened last year just about four months ago in November uh, I think he was 27 years of age where he made his life's mission he went to college because of that he went to mission trips because of that he went to Israel because of the everything he did in his life was to prepare him to be able to go to an island that was prohibited and try to bring the message of Jesus and as a result he gave his life for it people have said about him that what he did was dumb what he did was irresponsible Christians even said what he did was unwise so is Jesus so is every person that brought the message of Jesus to my country, 
to this country and to every other place and the reason why I'm sharing this story is to tell you that in this day that you are alive right now people are giving their life to bring the message of the gospel to as many people as possible for most of us in here we will find our life if we will live for what Jesus died for so I want to encourage you when we take the time to pray and fast this is not the same thing as you being thrown with a spear I know it might feel a sacrifice that you're not able to eat your enchiladas and your tacos and your pilimeni and vareniki and you can't eat your you know bacon and you can't eat your eggs for a few days but I'm going to tell you something that that's that is that is a small sacrifice to endure for the purpose that God has given to us come on somebody amen there is going to be no revival without a sacrifice the only people who enjoy, somebody always sacrifices sometimes it's not the generation that enjoys revival sacrificed the reason why Solomon had peace and prosperity and no wars is because his father only lived in war my success is result of somebody else's sacrifice and my sacrifice will result in somebody else's success but there is no way that you can have that success without sacrifice. There is no way we can have that revival without prayer. There is no way we can have the breakthrough. God says, if my people that are called by my name will humble themselves and will seek my face and turn from their evil ways. He says, I will open up the windows of heaven. I will begin to pour out a blessing. I will bring revival. I will save the souls. I will heal the sick. I will cast out devils. I will shake and revive their city. I will will shame the devil we are those people somebody say I am those people come on somebody so I just want to encourage each person this morning or right now 36 minutes into afternoon to be a part of what the Lord is doing can I ask you please not to sit on the sidelines do not be sitting on the fence you know and you might not be able to do what I do I might not be able to do what you do but one thing is sure is this every single second your life is coming close to an eternity you may be looking forward to your retirement you might be looking forward to living in your dream but I want to tell you something is that each one of us every summer has one less summer to live on this earth and we are here on this earth our life will not be here forever and therefore we might we must leverage everything we have everything we are for the purposes and the kingdom of God if we want to see a movement of the Lord in our local church that means every hand has to be on the deck so I ask you that this week as we sacrifice as we push the plate aside and as we get on our knees before God and say Lord the way we are the gifts we have the past that we have the weaknesses that we have with all of the challenges that we have we come to you and say Lord use us God is not looking for golden vessels he's looking for yielded vessels let's be those vessels and somewhere in here in the desert people are already talking about outside of Tri-Cities that there is stuff happening in the desert in this little town of ours where nobody maybe knows people will be coming from all around the world because the Lord is touching the Lord is moving because the well of living water is being open and it touches the nations. Can somebody say Amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. But the wells, they don't come out on their own. We have to dig for them. We have to dig for them. We have to dig for them. What we see today is the result of prayers of yesterday. What we see tomorrow is going to be a result of prayers of today. And so we are a praying church. We're not super hyper talented. We're not extremely amazingly organized 
and we're messy a little bit we're a little bit unpredictable and crazy we kind of like it like that but one thing that cannot be substituted is the presence of God I have a high school diploma that's about all I got and there's a lot of wonderful men and women of God around town with great degrees great facilities amazing ability to communicate and incredible ability to organize but our goal is not to separate ourselves from other people we believe for revival for the whole city but we are at disadvantage with the devil because our degree our beautiful building wonderful lights and the smoke machine cannot stand against the spirit of cancer but when we hit our knees to the ground and when we humble ourselves with all of our ranks all of our successes all of the things that we are known for all of the money in our bank account the make of our car the make of our clothes and where we eat when we put all of that aside and say God we're in need of your mercy then we get up from those knees unrecognizable then those devils and those demons when they see us they see us different then we have the power to command cancer to go then we have the power to command demons of this the, the, the suicide and depression and schizophrenia to go come on somebody hallelujah we have people in this room who've been healed of a lifetime of illnesses because the power of God was present to heal we all walk in that authority as believers but when we are spending time in a secret place that authority is released and raised last week I was in Sioux Falls in uh, Sioux Falls uh, South uh, South Dakota I was about to say Carolina South Dakota I met a person uh, a mother of a wonderful family her name is Galena and you can see a photo behind me is she was healed of asthma two years ago in the meeting in a service where I prayed for the sick in North Carolina she had asthma for she wasn't having asthma all her life she only had I think for two or three years and right there two years ago the Lord healed her and now it's been two years since she's still walking praising God and she's able to do everything without any tiredness any God be the glory come on somebody let's give Jesus the praise let's give Jesus the praise let's give Jesus the praise come on praise him like it's your mom that got healed praise him like it's your daughter that got healed every miracle deserves a praise father we thank you Jesus we thank you Holy Spirit we thank you we love you God hallelujah yesterday our team and last few days we were in Vancouver Washington at the Generation for Truth conference and I met a few people who testified of healing but one particular that caught my attention was about two weeks ago or three weeks ago I was at Generation for Truth um, Sunday night service and I met this family from Philippines uh, if you can flip the photo thank you and so this uh, lady she actually lives in Manila Philippines and uh, she was trying to arrange for her son to receive prayer in Manila but the son and the father lives in Vancouver so when I was going to Philippines in in February she was trying to get him tickets to go to Philippines and then they find out that uh, I was coming to Vancouver Washington and they live in Vancouver Washington and so the father and the son came I remember I was praying for them and um, he received healing they, so they came yesterday they said he stopped taking one particular medication and this problem that he had was completely gone but they asked me to pray for him again because there's still one more medication he was taking for schizophrenia and they really believed that the Lord will deliver him and so their faith just really inspired me the moment we stopped praying I, the guy just poosh, collapsed on the floor and through a loud scream a demon came out of him I mean it was very evident like 
it was a, just just came out and afterwards just, just woke up he's like I know something came out of me and so they uh, they believe that the Lord completely set him free from schizophrenia and I believe with him and I believe we're gonna have a testimony for the glory of God amen we're gonna have a testimony for the glory of God I want to remind you that today uh, we a week before we released a Si Libre Santo amen hallelujah and so uh, grab it for your grandma and uh, or your mama and uh, or for those of you who want to learn Spanish grab it for yourself amen and so um, they are on a discount price for our church at the race to deliver the price will be uh, a little bit higher and so just on Sunday for our church they, they will be in the lobby and uh, or they're online and so for those of you who are maybe visiting us for the first time we have a book on break free we've been sending them to jail I, I hope jail is not gonna have a problem with us <laughs> the, the book is called break free <laughs> <laughs> at least it's not called prison break right <laughs> that would have been a jailer would be like no we're not allowing books like these in jails why because they're gonna start breaking free so it's not about physically breaking free spiritually mentally and emotionally um, the book is available in Russian and in English an audio form in the PD in the electronic and so I know some people came up to me afterwards and they did not know that the book is available in audio so God bless you in Jesus name uh, tonight this afternoon I want to share with you a message that I'm going to title it called the power of testimony the power of testimony testimonies are triggered very important part of our services if you've been visiting our church first time or you've been coming for some time you have noticed that after worship we take a time to share testimonies uh, I've been to many churches I travel about twice a month to different churches and I have never been to one church where I ministered what I've seen testimonies and it's my correction to pretty much every single church where I go to they ask me what would you say to us what we should do differently and um, and I always tell them I said um, why don't we hear about what God is doing and I recognize that a lot of people don't do testimonies one is there's there's none and number two why many churches don't do testimonies is because they're lazy it takes time to find testimonies uh, a lot of people don't want to share testimonies who have them then you get in trouble when they share testimonies because some of the relatives get offended that you mentioned their name or something like so testimonies can be complicated a little bit so testimonies is very easy in other parts of the world but in here like for some people to share their testimonies it's like it's easier for them to go to India and die for Jesus but not get up in front in America and to share what God has done for a lot of people it's a lot of emotional and other insecurities and fears but behind it is I believe something that is no expectation for God to do something in services for our pastor our testimonies why we have testimonies I'm gonna to explain to you give you a little background why we started to have testimonies about I think five or something years ago is our pastor is the one that kind of uh, pushed that he didn't suggest that he pushed that there are certain things pastor suggests and there are certain things he pushes meaning like no options you're gonna do it and one of the reasons was in the ministries that we would follow look to we saw that they had in their services two three up to four hours of testimonies now their services were 18 hours long though yeah they're like from morning till evening like actually whole day service you stay in church so four hours in testimonies seemed reasonable <laughs> I've been to some of those services I slept through the testimonies <laughs> 
because first of all they didn't relate to me and number two uh you know it's just this little monotone but nevertheless these testimonies what they do is they create a climate in the in in the church of expectancy and people start believing God can do the same thing in my life and what our pastor started to do is to encourage us each service to have testimonies now we didn't have any testimonies at first so what we did is we pretty much took the testimonies from that ministry in the video format testimonies that were very not very relevant to what we were going through and played them on Sunday mornings how many of you are here you remember when we would play four video testimonies <laughs> happy face uh-huh so very few of you left from those days um, as you can imagine uh, coming to church and listening to worship and then watching uh, four videos was not something many people liked I remember some people were very offended about it and many, some people even left our church because of that but we had this declaration what we see on the videos we will see on the stage and we said this every week we play these testimonies on Friday night prayer Wednesday night youth service and Sunday morning and we have had maybe four or five years of church I don't remember one service where we had no testimonies I remember services when we had no sermon but we still had testimonies and sometimes when we don't have our own testimony we pull an older one we pull a video a picture or something we invite somebody we paid people to come from other towns who were healed here but said we don't have money to testify we paid for their flight ticket their hotel and their meal for them to come and share testimony here why that's how you're gonna this message is gonna be but I'm gonna briefly share to you the philosophy and why it's so important that every service you hear and you see testimonies and why I believe you as a believer when you have a testimony you need to share it whether it's going to be on the stage or on your own stage in your personal life in your sphere of influence your testimony is very important amen if you're taking notes our notes is also in the Version bible app you can just go on the little three dots on the bottom and click on uh, on events and find our church and you can download the notes into your notebook or they will be on the screen i will go just briefly this will be a little bit more of a teaching and then we're going to pray first reason is why we share testimonies in the old testament you can find that the ten commandments were called the two tablets of testimony ark of the covenant was called the ark of the testimony the tabernacle was called the tabernacle of the testimony the first reason we share testimony one is it glorifies God Luke chapter 17 verse 17 says the following so Jesus answered and said we're not ten cleansed where are the nine were, were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner and he said to him to the man who came back arise go your way your faith has made you well so what we see in this verse is ten lepers the Bible says were crying out loud for Jesus to heal them crying out loud what we see a race to deliver people are very desperate people are very loud when they're desperate people pray passionately when they're desperate people will pay for a ticket to come to a different state when they're desperate now it's normal it makes sense Jesus applauds the faith 
but I what I want us to see is that out of the 10 only one person came back and it says in Luke chapter 17 he says with a loud voice the only one guy came back loud with a loud voice the Bible says he got on his knees so you see physical expression see the other nine only had a physical passion and expression when they had a problem this guy had a physical expression and passion after the problem was solved now think about it he's been leper all his life there are his cousins he has to see there is his sisters and brothers he has to visit there is mama he has to go and say i am healed he needs to start a business start a job again he has so many things to do to catch up but he takes the time he books a journey back to jesus and with a loud voice says jesus thank you you're awesome and Jesus stops the whole thing he says where is everybody else you would think Jesus heals us for our good he does but he expects something in return for those people who say God's love is unconditional well that has I have a problem with that then why does Jesus expect people to come back the same way with the same passion to give him thanks as they were coming to him receiving his mercy God wants you to be as desperate praising him as you were trying to get a miracle from him God wants you to be passionate in your praise that's why we praise him loudly that's why we praise him with instruments that's why we praise him with our mouth that's why we praise him with our hands that's why we praise him with our feet why because we know how to be desperate for a miracle and we also know how to praise him when we get a miracle we also know how to praise him when we get a breakthrough when we get salvation when we get healing we know how to take a moment and give god some praise come on let's take 30 seconds 30 seconds and give god some praise give god some praise hallelujah 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 come on 20 more seconds if you've been healed if you've been delivered if you've been saved take 10 more seconds and give God some praise with a loud voice with a loud voice say Jesus thank you Jesus thank you hallelujah hallelujah my enemy said I will make it the devil laughed and said he's not gonna make it but God stood there and said watch me I will pull him through I will be with him I will stand beside him and if his mama and daddy don't help him I will help him and that's why we gotta praise him loudly Jesus didn't rebuke the, that one man and says come down you're disturbing peace what is your dignity you're in the presence of Almighty God. What is this noise emotionalism? No, Jesus didn't rebuke him. He rebuked the nine who didn't show. People get healed in our conferences. We call them back. Sometimes I say, could you come back and testify? And this is what we hear. I can't. I'm busy and I don't have money. For some people we pay, we help them. And some people they do have the resources but see the desperation for many people is always greater than their praise never be that person 
if God healed you saved you delivered you testify testify to his glory now your testimony does not mean everything is solved the lepers still had a money problem they were still broke they still had issues they were not not everything they still didn't he didn't testify because he reconnected with his family he hasn't seen his family yet so they were not testifying because everything is all together sometimes you see a person get healed but they're like you know what but I'm still struggling in my finances you're thanking God for what he has done but this is what happens Jesus looks to that one man and he said go your way now what the Lord does is he releases favor for other areas of their life that are still not fixed yet he says now I release you go your way and he says this your faith has made you well not just healed but he says things are gonna be well in your life because as you're thanking God for what he's done other areas are being released released with God's favor your finances are being released your breakthrough is being released your freedom is being released Jesus says it is well it is well somebody shout it is well somebody shout it is well hallelujah 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 it is well your faith has made you well see the nine lepers they got healed the guy who praised became well his family became well oh no not right away but Jesus released favor when we testify of what God has done what it does is it increases miracles in our life and not only because that glory that we give to God God begins to release favor and begins to release grace into other areas that are still struggling so the lesson that I learned today is do not let other areas that are not doing well to hinder you from saying I can't share my testimony if you got saved Jesus saved you from your sin you became righteousness but you're still not healed don't let that stop your testimony come on somebody are you with me number two my testimony our testimony defeats the devil in Revelation chapter 12 verse 11 it says the following and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word it doesn't say by the presence of their testimony meaning it's not a testimony that they had it's a testimony that turned into a word because some of you you have a testimony but you never voiced it out you don't overcome the devil by a testimony because you got it you become the devil because you put that word you put the testimony into a verbal form into a written form you put it into a word of a testimony see if, if your testimony remains in your heart but it doesn't come out of your mouth it cannot beat the devil the Bible says they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony and they did not love their lives unto death. Revelation 12 11. But I want you to see this in Romans in Luke chapter 8 verse 39. It says the following. Jesus speaks to a man who most likely when we read the Gospels I think this was like the most demon possessed man that Jesus had encountered. This is the craziest of the craziest stories of this guy was very very possessed and Jesus tells him this. Return to your house and take nine months to study my word and when you're ready after nine months if your life has bare fruit then maybe perhaps be very careful who you talk to about your testimony because you might lose your deliverance 
Now think about it. This guy is so mental and crazy. This guy is so possessed and he has also has a mental disorder at the same time. And Jesus delivers him and he heals him at the same time. And this guy had so many demons. And Jesus is not afraid, listen to this, to let him go into the world where the same demons are still in the air and he not only lets him go by himself but Jesus gives him an assignment and the assignment was this I believe this is the key to maintaining your deliverance how to maintain your deliverance Jesus says go tell everybody you've been delivered if this would have been us today and somebody got that delivered we would say you know be careful the devil is still out there you might get it back stay close to the church and that is true that is important but I love the fact Jesus takes somebody who's been so possessed and he says go back and tell everybody how I healed you and I delivered you the history says that this man did that and eventually a church was started in that area that existed for a very long time could it be that so many people don't keep their healing and deliverance is because they're too busy keeping it instead of sharing it. Could it be so many people are not staying in church is because they're too busy trying to stay in church instead of sharing and inviting other people. Jesus's way to maintain your deliverance is this. Go tell as many people as possible. He didn't tell him to wait for six months. He didn't tell him to go to Bible college first. He says you've been delivered. He says do it today. My guys. Did I say my God or my guys? Thank you Lord. <laughs> I said something. Something came out. The Lord wants you to keep your deliverance by focusing on sharing your deliverance. I know that there is a lie but what, what if they come back? But what if I go back into that same sin? Now there are certain things true like for example if if your marriage went through an adultery and you reconciled yesterday maybe today is not the best time to share that you got delivered from adultery you maybe need to take a little bit of time but every other things like the Lord set you free from a demonic oppression the Lord healed you do not wait for six months to see you declare what God has done and you throw yourself into God's mercy and say Lord only you will keep me Jesus tells the man who was delivered share it with everybody I believe that's the key to maintaining your deliverance. People sometimes, you don't understand how much your testimony helps a lot of people to overcome the devil. So many men were encouraged when I shared my testimony of how the Lord helped me to beat pornography. It brought them encouragement that this can happen to them. And what I do every time I share a testimony, I take what the devil meant and I whip him with it. I take the sword Goliath had. I come every time I share it. This is what happens in the spiritual realm. I take that sword from him and I hit him with it. I do have to overcome embarrassment though because people might look at me funny. People might look at me weird. A lot of men and a lot of people will never share their private battles because they're embarrassed of what people will think. That's why you have to pay a price of losing your reputation for the sake of people experiencing breakthrough. I don't care about my face. I want to beat the devil's face. I want the devil to be beaten. I want the devil to be put to shame. When you have a problem, 
a lot of times God will use someone's testimony to encourage you for example in my case when I heard a testimony of one pastor who donated 10,000 US dollars in another country to the kingdom of God when he was struggling it was on my way to California and I'll see Alaska airline I felt the Lord placed on my heart to do the same if he wouldn't share his testimony, if he would have said, oh I'll never share my testimony because uh, I feel that like, you know, I'm going to lose my reward. If he would have not done that, I would have never done mine. When I gave that for a few first few years, I was not able to share it. I couldn't. I was like, that's my business between God. But I started to see a breakthrough in my finances and breakthrough in my ministry. And one of, my, one of our leaders came to me and said, Vlad, you need to talk about it. I said, well, of course not. I don't want to lose my reward in heaven. They said, Vlad, it's not about you. There is rewards that God wants to do in people's lives. He said, you didn't get that breakthrough because God told you. You got the breakthrough because somebody shared their breakthrough. They said, the people, people are, God's going to speak to them, but you got to share. I met, I meet youth pastors all the time. This weekend I met another one who after I shared how the Lord helped us to give six cars in the last five years. They start doing the same and breakthroughs start coming in their business and in their life. Now I understand it takes certain level of courage and it also takes certain level of examining my heart to share some of these things. But today I know the reason why I throw myself under the bus willingly because I know that my testimony is going to beat the devil in somebody else's life. Your testimony is going to help somebody overcome the devil in their life. Somebody say amen. Are you with me? Number three, we share our testimony and we feed the faith. When we share our testimony, the faith of other people is fed. So not only the devil is whipped, the faith is fed. When we came into the United States, 1999, December 6th, about five, six months later, I was on Saturday morning looking for the deals with the best deals during the summer is the yard sales. So I had a bicycle. We were on a budget. The bicycle had no brakes. <laughs> and so I was riding that bicycle. And uh, in my country, you ride against the traffic. Uh, I guess in this country, it's the other way around. So um, I didn't know the laws yet. So the cars are going this way and I'm going on the sidewalk by the sidewalk against the traffic. Not very far, maybe three houses from where we lived in a duplex, Williams and Taylor. And I see this guy in a stop sign and he's not paying attention, but it's a stop sign. So I'm thinking he's going to stop on the stop sign. So he keeps going through the stop sign while he's looking in his glove box. So of course he runs me over, throws me hard, hard actually, it hits me hard. I fly out on my bike and I land in the middle of the street and I break my leg. So everybody stops, everybody starts speaking to me in a language I do not understand. Next thing I know is that I'm brought home, police gets involved, we go to the hospital. When the dust settles, the translator looks into and finds out that turns out that the guy said that the reason why he hit me is because I actually drove on his car. <laughs> that he was just stopping and I was driving and hit his car and that's why I flew out. So pretty much they made me to be uh, the one who's guilty and because I didn't speak English I didn't even know what was written in the police officer, police officer's report. So not only I'm with a broken leg 
but I have to pay for my medical now and I am responsible for whatever dents that are made on this car. We get lawyers involved and the lawyer asks for this. He says, is there any witnesses? I said, oh yeah, there was like five. They all stopped and they felt sorry for me. And he says, can we get some witnesses to testify then your case can be settled. You actually not only will not pay for this, you might get even some compensation. But there was only one problem. Nobody came out to testify. There was witnesses, nobody testified. Legal cases are determined by witnesses. In the Bible even you can kill a man on the ground of two witnesses. You can make somebody alive. You could help a guy with a broken leg get some compensation <laughs> if you testify of what you saw. Unfortunately we never got witnesses but praise God for Jewish lawyers. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> From Seattle. The guy's like oh yeah I can do it without witnesses. <laughs> He's like, it's not going to be a lot. We'll just cover your damage and you'll get a car. That's about all when you turn 16 or 17. And, uh, but he's like, if you would have had witnesses, he's like, man, you would have been loaded. I didn't have witnesses. I wonder how many people's lives can drastically change if you only testify of what God has done in your life. What would have happened if Jesus wouldn't testify about the scars? Thomas's faith would have not been changed. Your testimony can settle somebody's case. Somebody's waiting for your testimony. Somebody's relying. When Audi shared her testimony of healing in the blood, it was Sandra's daughter who had the same problem and they prayed with her daughter and now they live in a different state and the Lord healed her daughter. When I go to different places and I share a testimony of healing of asthma, we see something, a lot of it, when God healed Nehemiah here on the first race to deliver. And then God healed a little boy right here from Olympia who had lifetime of asthma. And then in Pennsylvania, there was another girl who was healed also. In Ohio, there's another lady who was healed by coming here. And now Galena in Sioux Falls, South Dakota was healed. And so what I do when I share this testimony is they build other people's faith to receive their own miracle. I want to tell you something. People are waiting for your testimony. The same way I was waiting for somebody to testify. I didn't wait whether they're good enough or whether they like me. They just needed somebody to come and say, I saw what happened and this is what happened. Come on somebody. There was an angel of God. One of the top angels in heaven. He comes to Mary and tells Mary, you're a beloved of God. Girl, you're going to get pregnant and you're going to have God as your child. Mary's like, um... Are you sure about this? And I love this about angels. Angel didn't say. <sighs> angel didn't pull a fire. He said, you know Elizabeth? Yeah. You know what happened to Elizabeth? Angels used testimonies to challenge other people. Angel could have brought a trick. He could have put his hand in the pocket, pulled it out and it would have been a snake. He could have done things there to amuse her but he didn't have time for that. He says, do you know Elizabeth? And he says, do you know what happened to Elizabeth? Yes, she's your relative. Yes, and so nothing is impossible to God. Nothing is impossible to what I said. It will happen to you as well. Angels use testimonies. Angels relied on testimonies. Amen. David faces a Goliath. No prophetic word, 
no dream from God, no vision, big Goliath, no scriptural references, nobody there a mentor to say David you can do it. What do you do when you don't have a promise, when you don't have a prophecy but you have a problem? What do you do when God gives you no promise and God gives you no prophecy? What do you do is you go back into your past and you find a testimony and you put the testimony in front. For David that's all he had. He had a testimony. God did it with the bear but that's not a promise. That's not a prophetic word. Uh, no but God did it then. He can do it now. Say this with me. If he did it once, he will do it again. Say, if he did it once, he will do it again. Say, if he did it then, he will do it now. Say, if he did it for them, he will do it for me. Come on, say this with me. Say, if he did it once, he will do it again. If he did it then, he will do it now. If he did it for him, he will do it for me. That's what David's logic. No scripture and no prophecy. He comes to Saul and Saul says, how do you know this is will work? If he did it then, he will do it now. If he did it once, he will do it again. If he did it for the bear, he will do it with the Goliath. And so looks at it, he says, but where is the scripture for that? If he did it then, he will do it now. If he did it once, he will do it again. If he did it for the bear, he will do it for the Goliath. But David, did prophet Samuel give you a prophetic word? If he did it then, he will do it now. If he did it once, he will do it again. If he did it for them, he will do it for me. And God looked at that and says, I like that boy. I don't need to send him prophecies. He's smart enough. I don't need to send him dreams. He just takes what I did and he cooks it. He works with it and I will do miracles. The greatest miracle that your kids study about, the killing of the Goliath, the defeating of the Goliath did not happen because he had a word, straight word from God. He did it once. He will do it again. He did it then. He will do it now. He did it for him. He will do it for you. If you heard one person who got healed of asthma and you have somebody in your family or your child or you have an asthma, that for you is a proof God wants to heal you of asthma. If you healed one testimony that God wants to heal people of blindness or deafness, if he did it then he will do it now. If he did it for them he will do it for you. If he did it once he will do it again. Somebody say amen. Number four, we share our testimony because it produces more testimonies. For testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Revelation chapter 19 verse 10. Hebrew word for testimony in the Old Testament is actually do it again. Hebrew word for testimony in the Old Testament comes from the root word says do it again. Do it again. I was hoping a little bit more participation but whatever God did is a prophecy of what he wants to do it again. Whatever God did is a prophecy of what he wants to do it again. Can somebody say amen? amen. And lastly number five when we share our testimony we overcome our biggest fear. 
according to the United States research the biggest fear people have in America is speaking in front of others fear of public speaking is America's biggest phobia 25.3 percent of people say that speaking in front of a crowd is their biggest fear let the redeem of the Lord sit at church and say nothing that's not what it says let the redeem of the Lord say so Jesus said he says they'll bring you before governors and kings for my sake as a testimony to them and to the Gentiles that means that God expects one day for you to stand in front of a king and give your testimony God expects you one day to stand in front of your whole work and give your testimony there will be days you'll be offered in front of your whole school to get up and to share your testimony now if you're gonna share your testimony in front of kings and in front of the government I think it's a good time you get a practice in front of hungry generation come on somebody are you with me and lastly I realized I actually said the last point but that's not I was not the last now let me give you the last one they said that pastors have two endings and evangelists have three so I am on my second one when we share our testimony we claim our inheritance I want you to read this I want you to see this verse Psalm, Psalm 119 verse 11 it says this your testimonies are my heritage forever for they are the joy of my heart I'm gonna read it again your testimonies are my heritage forever that means the only thing out of your past God wants you to control rehearse remember replay is what he did if you don't do this by decision by default Satan will bring your sin your abuse and your hurt in other words Satan will make you build a monument to your mistakes if you don't build a memorial to what God did when you don't share testimonies when you don't rehearse testimonies when you don't remember testimonies of what God did Satan will see that and take advantage and he will remind you of every problem that you have and he will make problems bigger than they are but today I'm here to serve a notice to the devil these problems are nothing compared to the promises of God this sickness is nothing compared to the power in the blood of Jesus. God is better at saving you than you are at sinning. God is better at loving you than you are at backsliding. I want to tell you something that God's grace is so much bigger and stronger than your ability to sin. I know you're a good sinner but God is a better father. I know you're a good at sinning but God is better at saving. I know devil is good at lying but God's truth is better my God so I just challenge you right now build yourself in your mind a monument of what he's done don't let the devil come inside and remind you of everything you've done everything you left undone build a monument of what God has done where you've been and how good as God has been to you hallelujah I want you to rise to your feet I do this regularly when I feel discouraged when I feel like nothing is gonna happen in our church when I feel like nothing is happening what I would do in my mind is I would remember when we got this building I would remember 
when the youth was just two three pews and nobody else was coming to church and now I see all of your beautiful faces I would remember the healing of Julia I would remember the healing of Casey the deliverance of Casey I would remember the healing of Dana I would remember the deliverance of Giovanna I would begin to replay all the stories of the people in my mind I would remember how I met Eder for the first time and today he's part of the team I would remember when I would see the hallelujah man Jose when he came and he gave his life back to the Lord right here I would remember when I would hear about Omar how people at his work were saying that the, the man who started coming to church is not the same man that was working there I would remember different people from this room and as I would go back in my mind and build myself a little little, little memorial right there the devil had no room to be in God gave you testimonies that is your inheritance but every inheritance you have to cash out you have to cash out and right now I want us to take a moment and just give God some praise for everything he's done Lord I thank you for your faithfulness Lord I thank you for your goodness Lord I know I'm not I'm not what I'm supposed to be God I'm not even close what I'm supposed to be but I thank you I'm not what I used to be and I thank you for that I thank you for every miracle I thank you for every answered prayer I thank you for every time the devil thought he got me but you stepped in I thank you for every time the enemy mocked and they thought that they had the last word but you did not let the devil triumph over me I thank you Lord for your goodness and for your faithfulness I thank you that you made my dreams come true. I thank you that you answered my cry at night. I thank you that you pulled me out in the morning. I thank you Father that I can stand on both of my feet and raise both of my hands. I thank you that I can shout with my voice. I can see with my eyes. I can taste with my mouth. That I can hear with my ears God. Every hand raised right now. Let's begin to praise the name of the Lord. Let's begin to praise the name of Jesus. The same way you were asking God for a miracle. Can you lift your voice right now? Can you lift your voice and begin to give God praise? Begin to say, God, you are good. You are good. Let the redeem of the Lord say so. Let the healed of the Lord say so. Hallelujah.
Jesus name I want you to lift up your hands right now we're just gonna begin to build a memorial unto God with all the healings that he has done in this ministry if God has healed you here if, I, if God has touched your body and he healed you and he restored you and now you are well no that doesn't mean that everything was healed or everything is well in your life but if he God touched you specifically in the area of healing right now let's lift our hands and let's begin to thank him let's begin to thank God for every healing that God has manifested in this church for every asthma that was healed every sickness that was healed big and small let's begin to exalt him let's begin to lift him up let's begin to build him a memorial in this place in Jesus mighty name father we thank you we worship you God for every healing that has taken place here God every healing that has taken place God that one of our pastors or people from Hanumajan travel Pastor Vlad and others God we thank you God for every healing every time you use our ministry God to touch somebody through a live stream God and uh, through through prayers that that we pray through live stream for healings God I pray God I thank you Lord I thank you Lord I exalt you God we say God we say thank you in this place God you deserve the glory and all the honor for every healing God for every person God that was made well we honor you God and we thank you and we know God you're about to do it again we know you're about to do it again God we know you're about to take us even further God you're about to measure God another another God measure of your grace for healing to see incurable sickness has been healed Lord we worship you we thank you we honor you we exalt you Lord lift your voice and give a praise giant right now we're gonna use that word of our testimony to go against that Goliath what is that sickness in your life what is that situation it doesn't matter if God has done it once he will do it again if he did it for someone he will do it for me right now begin to declare your testimony in the name of Jesus you Goliath you have no space because God has done it before he will do it again he has done it for them. He will do it for me. Begin to confess right now. The 
declare your faith. Declare your testimony right now. There's no space where Nicolaias. There's no space where Nicolaias. You must bow to my testimony in the name of Jesus. Begin to command it right now. Begin to declare your testimony. Declare your faith in the name of Jesus. There's no space for you. You must die and break down in the name of Jesus Christ. He's won the victory. He reigns on high. Our God, our God is risen. He is alive. He's won the victory. He reigns on high. Hallelujah. You're worthy, Lord. You have a If he did it once, he will do it again. If he did it then, he can do it now. If he did it for him or for her, he will do it for me. Right now, we want to agree together for physical healing. If you have an illness in your body or you have some kind of a infirmity, let's agree together in Jesus' name. We ask you that you place your hand upon a part of your body where there is pain and as the prayer was offered you release the testimony right now we're gonna just agree in the name of Jesus father I thank you that our bodies are your temple we thank you that our body is not for sickness and it's not for death we know Lord that we all have to die one day but while we live we live for your glory and so right now I take authority over every spirit of infirmity I take authority over every devil that is behind that sickness in the name of Jesus. Whether it's arthritis, whether it's cancer, asthma or diabetes. In Jesus mighty name. I command you devil loose your grip right now in Jesus name. Generational curse be broken in Jesus mighty name. I command that even the problem in the mind to come out in Jesus mighty name. Be free in the name of Jesus Christ. Father heal your people right now I pray for those people who have a problem with their heart in the name of Jesus I pray for the wrist problem in the name of Jesus every lower back pain in Jesus name to be gone in the name of Jesus Christ I speak healing to the ears I speak healing to the eyes and the skin in the name of Jesus I speak healing to the digestive system right now in the name of Jesus Christ let joints be healed right now let every problem with breathing, bronchitis, asthma, whatever it be, be broken in Jesus' name. Because of Christ, be healed in Jesus' name. Because of Christ, be free in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. I want you to look at me and I'm going to count to three. And when I do that, I'm going to ask you to give out, shout out, voice out the name that's above every name the name Jesus you're gonna do it I believe as you're gonna release that name right now the Bible says demons tremble at the sound of that name the sickness will tremble at the sound of that name I believe some of you will be healed right now as you're gonna release that name out of your mouth and I, when I count to three with every fiber of your being I want you to release that name out of your mouth and the chains will begin to be broken in Jesus mighty name 
Atmosphere. I believe healing is being released right now. Come on, lift your hands right now. Begin to praise Him. Begin to praise Him right now. Begin to praise Him. Begin to praise Him. Begin to praise Him. I feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit is falling right now. Somebody is being healed right now. Somebody is being freed right now. In the name of Jesus, victory is yours, God. Victory is yours, God. Healing belongs to you, God. It's our bread, Lord, and we take it right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to testimony you know Lana Brittany Mariana any of these girls who always do testimonies you come up to them and share your testimony defeat the devil glorify God produce more testimonies amen overcome your biggest fear hallelujah hallelujah if I can have everybody bow your head and close your eyes I want to give an opportunity in a room this size and those watching us on live stream there's always somebody or a few people who need to get right with the Lord or maybe visiting us for the first time or maybe been visiting us for some time but have not made a decision to give your life to Jesus if you're one of these people today you're visiting us you're coming today and you would like to get right with God maybe you walked away from Jesus I would like to give you that opportunity right now wherever you're standing I want to see you and pray with you if you need to get right with the Lord just raise your hand high and slip your hand high I want to pray with you they say you know what you're talking about me I'm not there where I'm supposed to be with Jesus just raise your hand high and I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to pray that Jesus will come into your heart. He's knocking today at the, the, the door of your soul. Thank you. Anybody else is saying, you know what, today I need to get right with the Lord. Today I'm not what I'm supposed to be with God. Maybe you used to serve the Lord. Maybe you used to even go to church. Maybe you call yourself religious and you, you feel that religion is what's going to save you. Being Catholic or Christian or, or going to a Christian church or maybe your parents are Christian. The Lord wants to have a real, intimate and close relationship with you today. 
He wants you to come into Him. He wants you to repent of your sin and He wants you to give Him your life. If you raise your hand or you wanted to, I'm going to ask you to do a bold step. I want you to quickly come out of your seat and come and meet right here. We have a team. Come, come. And anybody else who's saying, you know what, today I need to get right with the Lord. Just come out of your seat. If you brought a friend, you can ask them and come with them right now. As they do, church, put your hands together for them right now. As they're committing their life to the Lord. As they're committing their life to the Lord. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Hungry Generation. Stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat by using at HungryGen. Stay blessed and we'll see you next week.